0: No, you name it, he can blow a bubble. That looks like that. Oh. He blew himself a bubble friend one time.
1: Oh, he blew himself a friend, huh?
0: He did. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were best of friends after that. <laughs> Hi, Mister.
2: It's Handsome Dan in WPIG with another episode of The Pig. Must be time for another episode of I Hi- 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 Mystery. Oi, 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 oi. That's right, it's the podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about mysteries. And you know us, you love us because you're a Patreon subscriber. I love you already. And we love you for that same reason. What's
0: his name?
1: What? Yeah. Oh, the, the, our, our Patreon yes. subscriber? <laughs> we can't give that kind of information out. Oh, well. <laughs> oh We love you. <laughs> we love you.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And if you know anything about Wayne's World 2, you know that intro is from Handsome Dan, played by Harry Cher, and yeah. The Scream, played by...
1: The guy from Married with Children.
2: There it is. Good stuff, Rob. <laughs> Nailed it. Um... Which is a direct reference to today's episode. But before we do that, we've got to talk about the weed that we're smoking. Yay! I have a Pineapple Paradise High Hemp Wrap. It's got a nice salad inside. It's got Ames Farms Very Berry with 24.19% THC, THC Design 24K with 26.14%. Cypress cannabis sour kosher with 24.84% THC. Inhalance Orange Cream Sickle at 23.67% THC with an average THC of 24.71% THC. And, and
1: I didn't get up from my chair and go look at the box.
2: I created a rundown over <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> But uh, I've got some cookies, Skittles, uh, and it's probably closer to 16% THC based on what Tristan's smoking over there. Yeah. We'll call uh, it a 19, you know, yeah. since it's
2: a mystery. We'll give it a bump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as
1: long as it's a prime number. That's all I care about. All right. Um, so Garden Society full flower rosettes is the uh, thing that I'm smoking on time.
0: What is yours? Does yours say at the bottom? Mine says for like a a brighter day. What is yours for?
1: Indica for blissful rest. Blissful rest. I'm so blissful right now, guys. It's It's weird because
0: like uh, I went on a bunch of crazy hikes when I smoked that version. It's like this indica, you know, (laughs) you're hiking on
2: it. Yeah, yeah, it's not knocking me down, right?
1: Yeah, rarely does indica ever really do that to me, though.
2: I feel like sometimes indica can just like ease your body so that like you're just good to go. Yeah. You know, like it didn't it make me sore or anything. So exactly. it's like,
0: oh, this mountain, I'm good to climb. Yeah, on. I can yeah. hike
2: for another hour or so.
0: Yeah, as long as I got this joint to hit. <laughs> and they are perfect like hiking joints. Just, uh, you know, respect Smokey the bear. Make sure all the ashes put out. Yeah. Don't be Douse scared. it
1: with water. S- uh, stir
0: it with a stick. Eat the roach. You know, do, do, do what you gotta do. Pack out what you pack in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm along with Rob with the Garden Society, but as we stated, I got the sativa for the brighter day. Uh it's got the SFVOG in it at sixteen point three eight percent THC with a 0.10 percent C B D. And just so y'all know, it's got 0.375 grams. Flower in each little thing.
1: Do we know definitively if the OG and all those strains stands for original gangster? I mean, mean, I'm I'm
0: assuming, or organically grown.
1: Okay. Because I mean, it has to mean something. I just always see OG, I'm thinking, oh, this is the first in the line. And I'm like, but that's that might not be the case. I don't know what OG stands for. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's just OG is in like the original. I think it's like, just original, not yeah. original gangster. I think it's just become OG, which is its own definition. If you or
1: will. organically grown.
2: Well, I will say you only get OGs in the indica realm. Oh really? Yeah. So if you have OG on it, you can pretty much guarantee that it's an indica, oh. or at least an indica-based hybrid. Maybe that was like that the, endo-way. yeah, at least as far as I know, that's the shrimp that I've seen. Or maybe it's outdoor grown. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm going to have to look it up because it, clearly we don't
2: know definitively. There's enough of a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, mystery is for another day.
1: Yeah, no, after
2: this. Today is another episode of <clears throat> T-Bird Turner's Totally Tubular TV Fantasy. That's right. Rev it up. And and movies. Yeah. You got to scare
1: the person on the line next to
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got to touch tips and light these blunts. That's right. We got to light these blunts for the TV theories. Light these blunts for the TV theories.
1: I'm excited to hear about Wayne's World.
2: Party time. Excellent. I I shouldn't have misled you because there's nothing. There's no Wayne's World theories. I just wanted to bring (laughs) something that I liked from TV and movies. really? Yeah. I thought
1: you said for sure that there'd be...
2: Just the fact that it's a TV quote, a movie quote. Usually I just improvise some little story. Sure. You know, do a little... you do a little, yeah, uh, a little song and dance. You
1: work for your
0: family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Garth doesn't actually exist. He's just a figure <laughs> of Wayne's imagination. imagination. He's in his basement just playing by himself. Yeah, yeah.
1: maybe Wayne <laughs> never really left his basement.
2: It all just takes place in Wayne's brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could put it on the internet, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I did find some other cool theories, though, which oh. I will share with you now. <laughs> <Dope>. Nope. <laughs> Uh the first one is pretty similar to one we visited before with a twist. Oh. Willy Wonka is a murderer. Oh yes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, do we ever see the kids
1: that uh, fall into, like, chocolate rivers? No, he's just like, they're okay. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Take
2: my word for it, whatever <laughs> that means. We 100% do not see any follow-up with any of the kids who get stuck in a tube, turn into a giant... Uh, blueberry. Blueberry, or, you know, what have you. None of them. We never see them well after they yeah. have their incident. Uh,
0: that's a shame. I mean, I feel like one of them, they're pretty much like, today's the day that the garbage gets burned. Right? Yeah. I mean, we could go down there, but I'm pretty sure. Veruca? Yeah. Veruca Salt?
2: Veruca Salt. Yeah. Well, this is based on a mashup of sort of the Cabin in the Woods theory and combined with Willy Wonka. So the Mm -hmm. idea is that Wonka is trying to sacrifice these kids in order to summon something in the same way that Cabin in the Woods was trying to summon uh, demonic nice. forces for their own will. What if
0: he's trying to summon, like, the Slurm Lizard? and he, uh, or The, the slurm, slurm Lizard from uh, Future. Yeah, and he gets Slurm, and that's the special ingredient in all that, his chocolate goodies.
1: Uh, yeah, we never do see the Slurm uh, worm.
2: Yeah, we do. We see the queen, don't we? No, I'm
1: saying in Willy Wonka, Wonka. we never oh, see the Slurm I He see. says it's
2: the waterfall yeah, that makes it so yeah. good, but...
1: Yeah, they're riding on a river of slurm. Mm-hmm. It, it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, whatever the case. <laughs> they break down the archetypes uh, from a uh, cabin in the woods that are mirrored with the characters in it like Wonka. So, like, Augustus is supposed to be the whore represented oh. by his lust for food.
0: So it's based on the, the, the seven deadly sins or whatever as well.
2: Or? Uh no not exactly I mean I wow. guess it could be it, like we that's what we talked about before that Willy Wonka's was hell mm-hmm. mm. and so this is just kind of a twist on that same idea. What's a twist? So it's definitely similar, but there are five archetypes from that movie that they had to sacrifice in order to get the demonic powers under okay. their control, and so they're saying because they have the same amount of kids that it's sort of the same theory, if you will.
1: Does so, yeah. the uh, do they? Die in the same uh, order as they normally do in horror movies. Does the whore, as it's put, die first? first usually, yeah.
0: I, I, mean, I mean, we
2: saw him gobble
0: that chocolate up. <laughs> you know,
2: when you get a when you get an early, chocolate door. <laughs> you know, when you get an early sex scene in a movie, that uh, that's your first flasher's opportunity. Sure. So. Uh, next up is Violet, who is portrayed as the athlete because she was the gum-chewing champion. Mm-hmm. But then she met the gum that she couldn't chew. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that was her, like, failing the test of her athleticism, if you will. Sure. Veruca is the fool, a spoiled brat who just wanders straight into harm's way, essentially.
1: The, usually the comic relief, I guess, is... How, the fool? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The dunce. The dense, the, sure. the guy who just usually smokes weed, and he's like, oh, man, and then gets slashed in the head or something. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: My I'm banking it. on more of those roles happening. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: haven't been slashed in the head enough, Tristan. Uh-huh. I agree.
2: <laughs> You're looking for that guy. <laughs> Tristan and I would make a really good duo of fools. Yeah. You know, you can always cut to us smoking weed in the basement. And <laughs> a solid
1: Tweedledee Tweedledum situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Uh, Mike is the scholar taken down by his arrogance. Right, because he's the king of TV. Exactly. He, he, he knows
1: TV everything. Reddit. He's yeah. like, oh, man, this is one of those kind of TVs.
2: And then Charlie represents the virgin because he's he he sure pure and he has innocent motives. And we all know... He'd be a virgin. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you think Willy Wonka is just trying to summon demonic forces? He can bend to his own will?
1: Are the uh, Oompa Loompas like imps from Satan or something like that? Or
2: maybe yeah. slaves to his will, like children that he's already imprisoned? Their past. Uh, yeah. That's kind of
1: cool. Yeah. It was, did, like, did Charlie ever walk past a post office with a bunch of different missing children's
2: Posters. It uh, <laughs> sure would be dark. Yeah, right. It's like, how
1: did I not notice that inside this candy store? <laughs> He's just singing about songs and stuff.
2: The candy man's like, "There are always fresh children, Charlie."
1: <laughs> Have a Wonka ball, Charlie. Yeah. On me.
2: Yeah. Would you like to come in the back room, Charlie? Uh, the next one is the theory that the spinning top in Inception. Doesn't matter. Oh, so, like it doesn't actually tell him whether or not he's dreaming. Exactly, and I mean this is kind of like less of a theory and just them pointing out something really smart about the movie. But uh, we all know that the final moment of Inception is Leonardo DiCaprio sitting over the spinning top. Yeah. And in the movie, maybe it falls.
0: Maybe it doesn't. If
2: it falls, it would indicate that he's in the real world. If it continues to spin unbridled, then he would be in a dream. And it wobbles, and then the movie ends. And so we get this question mark moment of was he in Mm -hmm. reality, or was he still layered in the dream?
0: What is reality, Colin?
2: What is (sighs) dream? Where is the difference? I guess that's why it's still a mystery, because we can ask questions like this. (laughs) But, although the top wobbles to close the movie... This is his wife's totem. Right? Not his own. Cobb's totem is his wedding ring. He has it on in his dreams, and he has it off in the real world. Because he lost his wife. Right. So he only dreams with the wedding ring on.
0: So these people, they went back and watched it, and when he spends it, ring on or off? Off. Oh.
2: His ring is off in the final scene of the movie. Oh. So we could definitively say that he's in the real world. Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen these, you should know. I mean,
1: in the the, we clearly see that top, that spinny top wobble, yeah. which to me is indication enough that he's in the real world, because you would think it would spin just fine no matter what in place.
2: Maybe in the dream, it still wobbles, it just never stops, it recovers. Well, also, when things happen to,
0: like, the external world, there's, like, tremors and stuff, so maybe, like, (laughs) someone was, like, throwing his body somewhere, and it, like, made it, like, wobble for a second.
2: Sure, could be. Yeah. But The Ring, I think that pretty much just, like... <laughs> I think that... <laughs> it just knocks it out. There's no mystery here. Why are you bringing this one in, Colin? Uh, <laughs> just
0: to prove you're smart. I guess so. Oh, that's right. Colin understood
2: Inception. Uh, uh, but, yeah, that's the theory, is that the top doesn't matter at all, which, like I said, it's basically proven. I,
1: uh, I don't know if they, they talk about it in the new movie, Tenet, out in theaters now. Uh, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's out in but theaters. But
0: not in theaters, because no
2: one can go to theaters, right? Yeah, well, people can still on? go to theaters. Can you? Yeah, 25% capacity, yeah. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if they're open in California.
1: I'm uh, pretty sure. I see the, the billboards and the bus posters. Wow. I feel wow, like you that's could that's just amazing. put some
0: misters up in the tops of it, and after every show, you just missed a little bit of Lysol on
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the theater. Here's your Lysol. Here's <laughs> your Lysol. <laughs> Just little like oil diffuser, but it's just Lysol inside, and everybody carries one throughout yeah. the theater. You with smell it.
1: like lemon on your exit <laughs> of the movie theater. This
2: actually doesn't sound too bad. I mean, this is starting to sound like the cleanest movie theater. <laughs> <and> the theater. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that one, although I wouldn't mind revisiting Inception because it has been a while. Certainly before we watch Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the we're traveling on over to the Harry Potter universe. Noise. it's the idea that Avada Kedavra was once a healing curse. Interesting, you guys know this? You're familiar with this? you seen this? the death curse, Avada oh, okay. is That's, indeed.
1: That makes sense because cadaver, sure, cadaver, yeah,
0: yeah, and I feel like Abracadabra is actually from like an old. Uh, Latin phrase or maybe like Armenian I don't know an no old other language <laughs> it's ba- to
1: summon the police when you need help no
0: um, it basically it, is. it says like as I speak so it is basically
2: mm. that's cool but this posits that the two are so similar it's nice that you mentioned abracadabra uh, this points out that it sounds like abracadabra avadacadabra abracadabra It suggests that humans learned it from wizards in a time before the worlds were better separated. So like before they could really establish the magical realm separate from the muggle world. And so the idea would be that in the Harry Potter universe, spells are specifically changed based on the intention behind them. Okay. So the idea would be that the wizards were originally using the spell Avada Kedavra to kill viruses or bacteria inside the body. So they were using Avada Kedavra as a healing spell Mm -hmm. as opposed to a killing curse.
1: Okay. But if you had no viruses, then it would just kill the person?
0: Well no, it's the intent. So like if I'm like, okay, I don't oh this kill is just for germs. The, the germs, yeah. I want to kill you. And then after a while, everyone just knows it as the oh, this is the I kill you curse instead of the I can kill any if whatever I intend it. So people now just like whenever they say it, they have that like brainwashing of nope, this is the curse to kill. <laughs>
1: All right, I just want to kill the germs. All right, I only get one chance at this just the germs. <laughs>
0: I mean, do you trust your magic or not? Yeah, right. It's like at that point,
1: is you're really tempted. Oh, favorite. don't go
2: to Bobby. He's. <laughs> Guys, oh. honestly,
1: I'm trying to convince myself. Just give me a chance.
2: <laughs> There's a reason that it's Bobby's spell casting and funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: make a killing. <laughs>
2: I'm just stupid joke I really liked it <laughs> thank you Thank, you. thank you. uh but yeah that's all for that theory is just okay. that the killing curse that we think of maybe it was not always a killing curse and was kind of chill and that's why humans know abracadabra so well all right yeah I didn't know
1: anything about Harry Potter
2: <laughs> oh really never read about a book I never group? read
1: that those those were those came out and I was <laughs> Too old. I just wasn't in
0: on it. There's eye. no such thing. It just comes from a place of fear. You're like, I'm gonna like these books too much. I don't want to be like everybody else. I need to be.
1: I I didn't hear about Harry Potter. Didn't even hear like know the name at all until the like first or second movie came out, and by then, see that I you, was you like just
0: felt like you were too late to the party. That's what it was. And you were like <laughs> mad that no one invited you. I was like
1: goodness. in my <laughs> mid twenties. And yeah, it just wasn't what I was into at the time.
2: Sure, I honestly think though, if you picked it up right now, you would. It's such like an easy, fluid, fun read. Sure. You probably just get each book and read the whole thing. I'm
1: not saying they're not fun, awesome books. It's just that they no, weren't. That's what you were saying. They no, weren't marketing heard, towards heard, boy, me. We heard what you were saying.
2: <laughs> I was more
1: into like Hunter S. Thompson's books, Tom Wolfe. Uh, yeah, those kind of authors. Those like. I'm an alcoholic type of author. I talk about the real world.
2: We get it. You're like leather jacket, flipping cigarettes, (laughs) wearing sunglasses. Tris and I are like broken glasses frames with tape around (laughs) them, and like really tight uh, button ups up to the neck. You know. Yeah. No. You're cool. I was pretentious, (laughs) cool. (laughs) I was so
1: pretentious, (laughs) I thought I was cool. Yeah, that kind
2: got you yeah okay I <laughs> <laughs> whatever works but yeah Harry Potter good stuff that's actually like the first books I really felt like I read where I like got over the idea of like reading's not cool man only losers read
0: no, um,
1: those were Goosebumps books for me
2: yeah sure I, I read, read those too Alms. I mean
0: but see what Goosebumps was so early in the reading then there was the period where then like high school happened yeah where you read, stopped where you reading like, oh no yeah. reading's dumb I did, uh, yeah. I did read uh, uh,
1: Catcher in the Rye and thought it was the coolest book. Uh, so so I was one of those kids. Murder, like, like, yeah, that's. Of course. Yeah, you did. Did, did you hear about my earlier mystery, the yeah. <laughs> very gruesome murder? Yeah. Right.
2: The next theory is the idea that Jar Jar Binks possessed mm. the Force.
1: I have heard this
2: before. Yeah, so we got to do a swipe at it. Yeah. This <laughs> Little mix. circle. Yeah, that, that'll work too. Or just like the diagonal up from the Yeah, the diagonal always the other gets one. me. <laughs> the idea is not that Jar Jar was never the bumbling dummy that he portrayed himself as. Let me say that again. Less bumbling dummy. He was not the bumbling dummy that he portrays himself as. Okay. Rather, he was a highly skilled force user. Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel like a lot of people do that even today. Like, they pretend to be stupid or whatever. So either people just, like, do stuff for them or give them things or then they just have, like, the upper hand because, like, people are quick to judge and be like, Sure. Oh, this guy.
2: I mean, watch a season or two of Survivor. You'll see somebody on there for certain who's like, I'm just not going to talk much and let them assume I'm really dumb. Yeah. And it works, that was
1: That was Yule for me. They're that like, was like, this. he's silent. He's going <laughs> to win.
2: They're like top eight every season, yeah. like without exception. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, I could see it. But apparently Jar Jar has an incredible martial ability and mind control.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Ability. Yeah, he just manages to keep both of these abil- abilities veiled through his, like, clowning, essentially.
1: Okay. Okay. I- I do know that uh, there's one time when Jar Jar gets, like, a robot stuck to his foot and starts smashing it or something, and it shoots lasers hitting all these other fucking robots yeah. yep that could have been like like the Force. kung fu or yeah like, exactly <laughs>
2: when you, honestly when you watch episode one that's all of jar jar's fighting he like just somehow like it's a lot of like whoop,
1: yeah a trip fell and killed all these robots exactly yeah. yeah and then that means that he meant to step in the poop. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes
2: you gotta step in some poop. Yeah. But, um, he also just happens to be the Gungan who receives the two Jedis when they come to the planet. Sure. You know, above ground, in a stampede of other creatures. Not exactly where you'd expect to find a Gungan, a super water-based creature. Sure. They went really in-depth on it, but I just... this I kind of glossed over it. I was
0: gonna say that also, like, I feel like... <clears throat> him clowning around makes it probably even easier to like read minds and stuff. Cause like no one's on guard. You know, sure. No one's trying to like put up defenses or anything and they just make it like really easy to read that person because they just aren't threatened. Like they yeah. just let
2: all their guard down. It's just Jar Jar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we see in episode two Jar Jar out of nowhere as a Senator for Naboo. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy town. Sure. Like I guarantee you, he's the first Gungan Senator. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they were represented before this. They were like they hated each other until episode one. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: and surprisingly, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think I am. So I'll just speak freely. Dirt. He's like, uh, he's with two Jedi's, and never once do they do the mind whole thing with with him. And he's got a fucking weak ass mind. So they could just made him do whatever. They didn't have to, like, ask him or something like that. I think like there that. might
2: be one time where they, like, force him to fall asleep. Oh, okay. They might do, like, a Jedi hold that, like, knocks him out because he's, like, freaking out or something. But I could be mistaken. Okay. I have not visited the prequels in a while, to be fair. Sure. But what you're saying could make sense for sure. Yeah,
1: if because I feel like they, like, have to, like, ask him to work with them and, like, you know, try to get him on their side or something like that. It's not like, you're going to take us to wherever.
2: (laughs) Sure. It's actually what happens is as soon as they land on the planet, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan save his life. Mm -hmm. And so he says he owes them what is called a life debt. Mm -hmm. And then he's in their servitude because they saved his life. Sure.
1: I guess they must have wanted that because they never did the whole... Peace out. Yeah, no, they
2: never did that. You're too weird for us, Jar Jar. (laughs) And maybe that's a little bit of Jar Jar's mental influence that they are talking about. Uh, He actually, this theory posits that he was the master to Palpatine, Uh and that is why we see him help Palpatine gain control of the Senate.
1: So he just like, oh wait, so he's on the dark side, or he's just a secret agent?
2: He is on the dark side, essentially, okay. in this theory. Yeah. Scared. Is that he is the Sith Lord. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: he was just pretending to, like, shoot all those drones or whatnot. He's like, I wasn't actually trying to... They're, None see, of them
0: were death shots. They're all just, yeah. like, minor wounds. Yeah.
2: yeah. All These are just chess pieces, you know? The yeah. battle for Naboo means nothing to Jar Jar. The battle right. for Naboo is him bribing people against each other, essentially, in order to create a war on a little lesser-known planet that rockets one senator, Senator Palpatine, to the Chancellor of the Senate, to the head of the Empire, to the Emperor that we know. Okay. And we know that Sith always come in pairs, so Palpatine has to have a master somewhere. And
0: like, we never see him after, you know...
2: Like he's there and
0: then he's never there again.
2: Yeah, he for all we know he's the puppeteer pulling the strings of the Star uh, Wars universe. He's
1: Snoke or whatever.
2: Sure, (laughs) it could be. That would be quite a stretch. me <laughs> <Misa. laughs> That's just the voice he puts on to fool everybody. Uh, and <laughs> has a deep baritone. <laughs> so. I can't imagine Jar Jar's bass delivering the Snoke lines. Either. Yeah, right. like <laughs> you will never know the Force as I know the Force. I don't know what Snoke sounds like. I'll Sharks. be honest. <laughs> okay, the next theory is the idea that. Grease is happening inside of Sandy's head. Okay. So the musical Grease, we've, we've got Greasers, yeah. we've got Grease Lightning. Johnny Trops. Yeah, and uh, beauty school dropout. <laughs> no graduation <laughs> day for Summer you. Beauty school dropout. Yes. yes. All of yes. us. Yes. And, Grease
1: uh, is the word. Grease is the word that you heard. It's got to move. It's got to be. No. <laughs> Wait a that's the beginning. That's the opening to Greece. Is it? Greece is the time. Is the place. Is the notion. And Greece is the way we are feeling. Is it really? We, I can't yeah, I you're not. To... That's uh I've that's, seen Greece. That's uh I don't remember that part. The four seasons. That's. Huh. Yeah.
2: I'll take your word for it. Anyway, 100% is. <laughs> in Summer Nights, Danny and Sandy talk about meeting on a summer flea. Those summer nights. In the song, there's the line, I saved her life, she nearly drowned. Oh. The theory states that Sandy did indeed drown, and the musical we see is the result of her brain being starved of oxygen. Yeah, classic. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what? I'm. My imagination is that she is on a breathing machine in some hospital in a coma, and sure. yeah, just thinking up this
2: musical. around But well, we her. also know that, like, if you do LSD or shrooms, or time means nothing. Exactly. You could so, have
0: hundred lifetimes, and we could be, you know,
2: the same chemical that activates our brain during an LSD trip, is present when we're born and the moment that we die. Damn, damn. So, Mm -hmm. this, like Tristan's saying, could just be the time space of her going. Sure. Whether that means she's It's the
1: inception idea where a whole lifetime is moving in a second.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Same concept. She's so deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's so deep. And this explains the final scene where the car flies into the sky and this is actually her dying and moving on.
1: Yeah. Okay, so from that point forward is all a, it was just a dream.
2: The whole thing is a dream. Oh,
1: is that like how it starts?
2: I mean, the idea is that Summer Nights is the story of her meeting Johnny, right? Is that the main oh, okay. Guy? Or so, Danny, excuse oh, me. Oh, I see. Danny and Sandy meet in Summer Nights, and this musical is just what's oh, happening as she's passing away. That's
1: how they explain they're meeting each other. You exactly. Know that, yeah, yeah.
2: And yeah. so, yeah, it all starts from that point forward. They had the summer fling. She nearly drowned, and actually did drown. Mm. He didn't actually save her life. He was just
0: some dude that she saw for like a quick second. Yep. Like, and that yeah. was <laughs> enough to
2: influence the whole journey and arc of her brain mm-hmm. if you will
1: and she even thinks up that uh doesn't somebody have an abortion in that yes so
2: she <laughs> i think no way that's dirty dancing right
1: no no i thought rizzo got pregnant and
2: i don't know god it's been a long clearly time clearly need to revisit greece but Damn. anyway <laughs> they go together like that uh theory is actually one that was shared by sarah michelle Geller. oh Twitter I think
1: okay there are some Buffy uh, fan theories I'm sure that we could pay respect to. Them. Yeah, that's true.
2: I didn't even think uh, about looking up Buffy fan theories specifically, mm-hmm. but they didn't make the list on the uh, top twenty on this page. So sure, sure, sure. <laughs> next time, next <laughs> that, time indeed. There's so many parts. The last one, <laughs> all the way back to the late '60s, comes to us. It's Scooby Doo. Is about kids trying to escape the draft. Doobie doobie doo. hmm. so there's never an explanation why a ragtag group of dissimilar teens decided to travel in a van to no known destination okay so like every every episode they're traveling to sure. question mark and they just it's just on hunting
1: trip.
0: for mysteries.
1: I mean, they do drive around the mystery machine. They're like investigators.
0: They're they like just, the original, they paranormal just normal investigators. They trip
1: into mysteries. A lot. Absolutely, they, <laughs> they just, don't actually go to these places because of the mystery. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not like.
0: There's a ghost saying Like this. they just know that you know wherever they go, there's going to be something. Somewhere. Sure,
2: but we don't know why they're together because they're not. Yeah. Monster hunters. They're not ghost hunters. Yeah, I'm sure there's they just a movie or two where they were like, oh, they were
0: friends from... Blah, well,
1: yeah. the new blah. Scoob has an origin story. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's other Scooby-Doo movies that or, do this an origin is stray story. from the cartoon.
2: Yeah, we're, yeah, right. we're, we're still talking cartoon only. We're talking canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah right? and Barbera. You know Dude. they're
0: cool enough to get the Globetrotters to hang out with them all the time. That is You're true. Right? I
2: mean, that's pretty dope. No one can deny that. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) Trotters. hard get. Hard get. (laughs) But the show premiered in 1969, which is the height of the Vietnam War. Sure. The Scooby gang is fleeing to Canada to escape the draft.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That checks out.
2: The idea is (laughs) that the clean-cut Fred was drafted, but was not willing to leave his fiancée Daphne, which... I think it'll all be hard for anybody to leave Daphne. She's absolutely gorgeous. The hippie Shaggy some, Man himself. Velma. Yeah,
1: no I do enjoy a Velma. We haven't gotten Velma yet. <laughs>
2: the hippie Shaggy and activist Velma were also anti war and joined the gang. And then Scooby had seen enough of war in the Korean War. (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote that down as a joke. Uh, (laughs) Scoob's old. Uh (laughs) He's very old. I've seen some things. (laughs) But yeah, that's the theory is that they're escaping the Vietnam draft, headed for the Canadian border, but they just keep happening upon all these mysteries. I will say, I guess, you know...
0: Fred would have been good at war. He's good at catching the bad guys. I don't know. I Every, think it's really about Here's the thing. Yeah.
2: Here's the problem with Fred. Every time it was like, we got to storm this hill. You take this battalion out and go up there. He'd be like, all right, gang. I think the best idea is to split up. <laughs> that's true. But he was always like, all right, me and Daphne are going to
0: go this way. Y'all fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I that, mean,
2: that's true. Maybe he would have been less keen to split if he wasn't... Uh, Tempted to go to spend time with Daphne.
1: See, I've got a theory that might work with that. Is okay. that maybe yeah, they were all drafted into this war, died, and now they're on like a purgatory road or something? They're the true ghosts solving mm. all these things. Oh, fa- like,
2: that's saucy. Yeah. Got so some others kind of stuff some going on. Sixth sense
1: Bruce Willis type <laughs> shit going on with it. <laughs> But, yeah, because they seem to, everywhere they go, they can't help but encounter some ghost that's, like... But they're like, not really ghosts. They're just, yeah. like,
0: buttholes trying to scare people off their <laughs> land and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: they're, that's why they're not believing themselves to be ghosts, because they're uncovering all these Imposters, supposed ghosts. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's also just they're on this purgatory road, driving to no known destination, and always getting stopped by these, you know... uh Signs from God or the devil or whomever is like putting them on down there to fuck with them <laughs> is a theory. <laughs> In summation, In are there any theories
0: on like what these Scooby snacks are made out of? Because the fact that Shaggy will eat them as well, it's
1: because Shaggy's so stoned, it's their dog biscuits. Care? Yeah, I mean, he's just got the munchies so bad he's. Willing to eat dog Some biscuits. Some dog biscuits well,
2: well, do look really good. I think <laughs> being willing to eat dog biscuits is much more about the person than the munchies. I agree. But we do know that Mel Gibson ate dog biscuits and every lethal weapon. I mean, that's here,
0: so. why his hair is so shiny. Right?
2: <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a real healthy coat. Then,
0: Mel. <laughs> Mel Gibson, lethal <laughs> weapon one. Christmas adjacent. Oh and we'll
2: yeah. be watching it this year. We've yeah. got to finish out our Thanksgiving movies. We've been enjoying the Thanksgiving. Are you guys
0: movies. gonna do Edward Scissor hands for Christmas? Is that a Christmas? That's
2: is, Christmas adjacent. It's Christmas adjacent indeed. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be watching some. We we'll be watching some very heavy Christmas movies as well. I mean it will be a heavy flow of Christmas in these movies. <laughs> I like a trickle. <laughs> but anyway, uh just to recap. <laughs> If you guys have anything else to say about these, we'll just go back through them real quick. Willy Wonka trying to summon a demon by murdering his children. Definitely. I mean, he's definitely a weird dude. He's definitely got a dark tunnel. He's so successful. That's true. of,
0: like, candies. I mean, Hershey's, and they're very, they have a lot of money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They have an entire (laughs) town.
2: Uh, the Spinning Top and Inception doesn't matter. Solved. Solved. Solved.
1: Yeah, we figured that
2: one out. Avada cadaver was once a healing curse.
0: That yep. could it's be. Not.
2: Intention is everything. Yeah, and I like that because, you know, intention is very import- important. <laughs> <laughs> Avada
1: Kedavra, but just for the gems!
2: <laughs> uh, Jar Jar Binks is the Smith Lord. This is definitely one of my
1: favorites. Uh, yeah. I've Signs d-
2: point to yes. <laughs> Signs <laughs> point to Smith. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it just makes me wonder if he truly knows the end to all this saga then, and he's putting that in place. Like, what good does it do him or any of the uh, Gungans?
2: Well, if he's a Smith Lord, then he's literally become the ruler over the entire galaxy, essentially. It's just about power. Yeah, he's the head of the empire. So power and control. That's pretty, you know, pretty big deal. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we see Jar Jar in episode three at all, but I would definitely I wanna say that we do when
1: the babies are born. I feel like he's with the center being like this one will go over here and this Whoa. one will take this one to this one Cloud City
0: Adrena save this one for so all yeah. we know
2: he's had a hand in all nine films uh, <laughs> Grease is... yeah I mean
1: <laughs> that's why Jar jar and JJ Abrams same initials uh, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, uh, Grease is happening inside Sandy's head I mean the lyrics lead. yeah. I mean, everybody's having a hard time explaining that car flying into the sky at the end, you know?
1: Oh, that's right. Now I I know know what you're talking about. Yeah, they truly are floating. It's like the end of an Avril Lavigne song or something. At the end of the
2: movie, she like totally changes herself, and he's like, oh my god, this is the woman I always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) can't believe it. (laughs) They get in the car together and they fly into the sky and wave to everybody down on the ground. Yeah, and so that's That's just just weird.
1: That's her going to heaven. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, potentially. (laughs) I would think that it is. (laughs) Or yeah, yeah, or just like I said, that story. That's (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they
1: don't. That's the only truly magical thing to happen in Greece, right? There's no, as far as I know. There's no anything else. Other
2: than how they manage to keep their cigarettes in their sleeves like that while they're dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the was, last one One is, last thing. I was saying, oh, yeah. so the real mystery
0: on that is how she drowned. Like, was she just swimming and got caught up in some seaweed? Did mm. something nefarious happen? Are you thinking of
2: uh, a Nessie type situation? No,
1: I'm thinking maybe Travolta drowned this woman and she doesn't realize it.
2: Oh, get under the water! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway... The Scooby Doo gang, just a bunch of Vietnam uh, draft dodgers.
1: I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm liking my idea that they all actually went to war and died. Yeah, and that's this is like a more of a purgatory. They're trying to get back home. They I got should have never worn a mask when I
0: died. Now I have it
1: for life. <laughs> right? for it, it would journey. explain why they're always in the same outfits. Yeah,
2: you know, that's just the Especially outfits. Daphne,
0: she keeps saying how rich she is. Yeah,
2: right. For the outfit. Did they ever come across anything legitimately otherworldly?
1: No, they no. just it was always projections of the guy trying to take over the hotel. Yeah, I mean, I know and that props,
2: was like costumes. I know like that's the old trope that it was like Oh, it was Mr. Beavers trying to chase us off his land. And I but, would have gone away with it too if it wasn't for you, kids.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: But wasn't there like an episode or two no. where they like legitimately found the Loch Ness monster or legitimately saw a ghost that they couldn't explain?
1: I mean, that'll be something for Google. <sighs> yeah. Is
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Google. Right. These are the kind of things I wish I knew offhand. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I guess that's it for another episode of High Mystery. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Hi! <laughs> Bye.